0: hello good day and almost a merry christmas my name's dan you're listening to a brand new episode of baffled the fact podcast trying to sort out if they're worth telling anyone or if they should just be consigned to the bin of nonsense I have three facts for you this week, as always. Uh, I've got something about spies and how smart they really can be. Also, how big space is. We do quite a lot of big space facts on this show, but I've got another one. And uh, because it's almost Christmas, how much money people make at Christmas. Singers mostly. That's from me. Connor is also here. What have you got for us?
1: Right, we're going straight in with three facts to do with... One, flying. Two, Pringles. And three, eating strange things. Pringles. Stick around for Pringles facts. Mark is also here. What have you got for
2: us, mate? Well, I thought it's December, so I've gone one way. One way and one way only. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Those are my three facts today. Good. Stick around.
0: It's the time to be jolly and peaceful with your mates at Baffled. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How Christmassy are you both feeling on a scale of one to ten? I think I'm about
2: a nine. Okay. All right. I think. Connor?
1: Yeah, I think I'm up there, probably about six or seven for me, maybe more seven. Went to London the other day, done a bit of Christmas shopping. I think that always gets me a bit more in the mood, seeing the lights and stuff.
0: Now, listen, uh, before we crack on with our facts today, uh, let's point you towards another podcast that us three have done. Well, we've recorded it. I'm not sure if it it will be out yet, Mark. It Uh, is. it's, It's out
2: already. It's out already, Dan.
0: Right. So if you want more of us three in your lives, but shock horror... Not talking about facts, Mark is now going to enlighten you as to what we are discussing.
2: Yeah, you can listen to the brand new podcast, All I Want for Christmas, hosted by this guy, this guy here. Um, And it's basically talking about, get different people on to talk about their favourite Christmas. And you two came on this week, so you can listen to that now. We'll put a link to it in the description or just search All I Want for Christmas.
0: I don't want to let daylight in upon the magic of Christmas, but we did record it on the day after kind of a christmas party that we were all at so i don't think we're all running at kind of 12 cylinders okay so just bear that in mind when you listen but it, it's nice to be with you baffled mates around christmas time uh right that's enough plugging other podcasts let's crack on with our own this is where we try and figure out whether facts are amazing or utterly
1: nonsense and connor is going to start us off what have you got okay so the shortest commercial flight in the world lasts just 57 seconds. What? <laughs> so basically, loganair they have a flight between the two Scottish islands of Westray and Papa Westray, which lasts 57 seconds at a distance of 1.7 miles. Uh, it's the shortest commercial flight in the world. However, because the trip is made via one of the two eight-seater planes, the exact time of the journey could take a bit longer if there are strong winds um yeah so logan air claims it takes less than a minute in a favorable wind and if you actually google this there's a video of it taking place i recommend that
2: 57 second flight how high do they get up but surely you can't get that high in 50 they're seven literally s- yeah they're so skimming so stones across the water
1: they're skimming stones across the water so, yeah so just it's only a fancy an eights- boat just a fancy boat. It's only an eight-seater plane. So it's obviously one of those smaller planes. It's not like a Boeing, etc., etc. So uh, they can't fly <laughs> so, as high. It's not an Airbus, is it not? No. <laughs> not an Airbus, not a Boeing, but um, one of the smaller planes, which actually can't go as high as obviously a plane like that. Um, but yeah, 57 seconds. What is the point? I mean, what is the point? There's a part of, I was trying to research whether there was like this is the only answer I was like surely this is ridiculous like the only way you can get from one to the other is to fly and I was like well that makes sense whether it's 30 seconds if you can't get to the area then it is what it is but apparently this is just an option and I'm like well
4: Who's
2: taking that option? Because, I mean, we all know with flights, you've got to get there beforehand. You've got to give yourself time to get through security. You've got to have a pint on the other side. Like, that minute flight has suddenly turned into a three-hour round trip. (laughs) Just get a fishing boat across the boat. That fly, honestly, you know, because
0: as you just said, I'd like my creature comforts of going on holiday. I'd have to get there a little bit early, so I can have a Guinness and a Stella and and a nice overpriced brunch from Jamie's. Has, has Jamie's Italian got a restaurant there? Who knows? I'll have something there. Well, uh, and then probably. it's got so, it's got something everywhere, right? and 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 then you know, because all flights do this, the air hostesses and hosters. We'll manage to try and flog you some some Prosecco on that minute. And I'll be down in that as quickly as I can, trying to get a second glass. It cost me about 18 quid buying all, all the wine that I need for just that one short journey. Um, I actually want to test this out. I want to see if I can go on that flight and and have an
2: airplane beer. I think that's my, that's my, yeah. that's my news resolution for 2021. Do you reckon they've got first class? You've got a chance no. to say, oh, no. you know what? I think I'm going to just upgrade to first class for this flight.
1: It's an Give eight-seater plane. So I reckon you're sitting there. Two with...
2: first-class seats, two yeah. premium economy, yeah. and then Probably four regular cheapo seats at the back.
1: No woman walking around, just the pilot theirself, self, obviously. But you just sort of, you think to yourself, what's the point? I actually tried to look you on you get a meal? Do you
2: reckon they've got time to, you know, serve you a meal?
1: That, that's what I'm saying. Oh, no they will find
0: time. They will find time to I get think... you a meal into foggy perfume. They always do
1: and they always will. Well, I tried to look on Skyscanner to see if I can get the flight, but with everything going on in the world right now, it wasn't really giving me much. But I really do think that this could be a fun thing to test. But 57 seconds, you just sit there, you think, what is the point in doing it? And I love the fact that Logan Air claim as well. It's like, we're the ones that do this. It's like, no, 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 this isn't a good thing. This is ridiculous. This is pointless.
0: No, 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 no. I'm on board with this. I'm on board. A- any excuse for, for pomp and ceremony of silliness in the world, I think at the moment needs to be embraced. Do you know how much a flight costs
1: roundabout? Absolutely no idea. That, that was what I was trying to work out, but I couldn't really find that because with, every, with everything, um, yeah, I, I couldn't find out. I was focusing more on the actual doing it as opposed to the price. So I didn't really research that too much. You guys might find that easier. I was looking more at the actual, like, is this a thing? Because it seems...
2: £36 pound return.
1: Is that how much it is? There we
2: go. 36 pound return yeah so uh,
1: for three of us for three of us that's um
0: 148 pounds 138 pounds no yeah, yeah. no pounds no yeah 108. sorry 118 pounds is there that in the
2: budget 108 pounds yeah but obviously we've got to get there as well that's all right we've we got the van yeah we'll just we'll just get the van sorted that'll be fine let's go, I reckon. let's go do we let's go I, and do a 108 pound return flight yeah and for, it'll for be no, the short, we'll we'll record an episode of baffle it'll be the shortest episode ever it'll be two minutes long that's uh, if anything
0: according to some of our apple reviews that'll be too long uh but it's just getting up yeah getting up there getting back i'd love to do a podcast it's the only thing is it right in the current uh literal climate environmental uh crisis is it right to use that fuel for for a 56 yeah. second jolly damn right All right. Okay. Well, there you go. Plans in motion for 2021. See if we can squeeze in a little trolley Prosecco when we're on the flight. Um,
2: Mark, what's your first fact of the show? Japanese people traditionally eat KFC for Christmas dinner. Uh,
4: Mm.
0: Mm. Mm. ah, I I wonder what the KFC... Uh, in japan the menu is like we've discovered on this show that all fast foods around the world they have superior
2: menus that we have i wonder what they've got over there so although the percentage of christian people in japan is very close to zero there are still christmas celebrations that go on and people will head to their closest kfc to enjoy some fried chicken because it is the closest food to turkey which you can get in japan
1: wow so I it, all love s- that.
2: it all stems from a, a marketing campaign in 1947 that's how far back this goes, called Kentucky for Christmas. And it's become a tradition ever since. It was originally aimed at foreigners who couldn't get their normal Christmas meal. It was like come and have a KFC for Christmas. And they got their own Christmas dinner supposedly, uh, which contained Kentucky Fried Chicken of course and some wine. And it's become such a huge success that it is just a year after year thing. And now if you talk to someone in Japan about KFC, they will immediately think Christmas because they are that intrinsically linked.
1: I absolutely love the fact that they've cleverly the marketing department have kept it kfc and it's still kentucky for christmas instead of kentucky fried chicken clever absolute genius no wonder they're were no wonder they're worth billions Brilliant.
2: Absolutely brilliant. I like the bit that that's what you take from all this. Be like, oh, yeah, like... Marketing genius, that is great. It's
0: also, you're, 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 you're speaking about it like they've stumbled upon it. Like someone went, you know what? We should do Kentucky for Christmas. Oh my word, that's our initials. Like the, So clever. The, but the, what
1: do you mean? Well, it's hardly like the smartest thing ever. It works. You're very critical of people that are successful, Dan. And I think if you had thought of something like that, you would be very, very impressed with yourself. I would be. Oh my God, Kentucky for Christmas, KFC, brilliant. Yeah, well, it's because if, if my boss came to me and said, look, mate, um,
0: we need a, a, a way to flog KFC to uh, expats who are living in Japan who maybe are missing their turkey, can you come up with a slogan? I imagine, mate, it would take me less than a minute to come up with Kentucky for Christmas i better differ i'm not critical of successful people i'm just saying this ain't the this ain't the stellar bit of marketing. well they're saying the smart the genius bit of marketing that you think is i mean it's come up trumps because obviously it's this work now but
2: i have a feeling that when someone came up with it they probably did what connor did they went hang on kfc kentucky fried chicken kentucky for christmas oh my god guys i've got it i've got it i've got it guys i have cracked the world of marketing and someone was so proud of themselves at that moment like imagine connor coming up with it and celebrating probably what for about three hours solid i don't need to imagine it he's just banged on about it so i feel he- like i feel like whoever came up with it was probably in the connor camp and would have been so proud of it it just like that's really, really the summer well. campaign they'd have gone i mean i would come up but you know christmas guys it
1: just works really really well doesn't it as well like it's always the way isn't it though with these big companies everything always works like that's just good (laughs) isn't it kentucky for christmas kfc but it's also as well kentucky for christmas kfc it works at christmas time because it's japan and they're supplying christmas food it just all combines there to be the perfect idea that is I, a fantastic idea, and I wonder if it's so successful. Of all the things, I think the only thing I love is that
2: of all the I ideas, of
1: all the ideas in the world, this is the perfect idea. This one. This is a brilliant idea. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Love it. Absolutely love it. Love the name. Love the fact it's short and still to KFC, which everybody globally says, but for a different reason. And all the folk in Japan are saying it, but for their reason. It's just good, good work.
2: I mean, I the love th- that. thing we have to consider here, though, is that it does make sense. K- K- KFC, Kentucky for Chicken, but also bear in mind this is in Japan. So, Kentucky for Christmas probably would have been written in Japanese, so you may actually lose probably you you lose the KFC bit, honestly. But it's been successful since 1947. I love that. So, guys, so if you find yourself in Japan this Christmas time, head on down to your local KFC, but get there early. I own wonder what um, I wonder what KFC tastes like
1: in Japan. Like I wonder what the chicken tastes I wonder if it's similar, I wonder if it's a bit different, I it's wonder probably-
2: I, I, Probably near enough the same, in it? Yeah, maybe. Because it's still about the same.
0: Mm. Mm. Oh, these these geniuses. What will they do next? Maybe they'll come up with four letter slogans in the future. My word!
1: Did you know that the KFC Instagram account only follows the spices that are in the that is in the chicken or something like that? You you should have saved that as a separate fact because
0: that is the greatest fact ever. Um, Yeah, the only, but it's not them, is it? It's like they follow
2: all the Spice Girls, don't they? Yeah, and like the people who
0: are called, it's like, is it people whose names they are? What is it?
2: No, KFC on Twitter follow 11 people: Uh, Jerry, Mel B, Emma, Mel C, and Posh Spice from the Spice Girls. Uh, They also follow uh, Herb Scribner, Herb J. Wesson, Herb Waters, Herb Dean, Herb Sendek, and Herb Alpert. And those yeah, are the 11, the 11 people that KFC follow.
1: Again, marketing genius.
0: I got an absolutely baffling Twitter follow the other day um, from John Cena. Who knew? There we go. John Imagine Cena. Imagine the randomness of how... I, I want to know the process Why of... Why is hap- John
2: Cena following you? Dunno. I
0: don't know. I want to know the process of how that's happened. Like if, if it's him or his PR team or whoever it is. Is it
2: proper John Cena? Yeah, yeah. tick and everything.
0: I mean, he, he, he's, followed, he's got... Did like, you tweet about him? No, not, no, never tweeted about John Cena. Who, like, nice. I want to know the process of if it's just like a random click, then why were they on my profile anyway? I honestly have to know.
2: Maybe John Cena is our most f- famous listener. Right, my first fact of the show. Did you know that spies can eavesdrop
0: by looking at light bulbs? They can, hear, mm. they can hear a conversation from hundreds of feet away just by watching how a light bulb vibrates through a telescope. Yes. Right. I don't really know the science behind how this happens, but they can look at it and the way that the light and the electrics in there and the way it moves, they can turn that into a digital signal, which they then put through a program which then comes out with how the voice would sound. Some government buildings in America, and I think probably in England, they've got de- devices attached to them that kind of plays static noise, like a like a low-level white noise that for humans we can't hear, but it means they can't be eavesdropped through. They can't be recorded. Now, I know there's not much discussion that's going to come out from this one. We can't really go on a 12-minute ramble about herbs and spices, but, I mean, pretty amazing the works that, the
2: works that spies can do. I, if I was trying to protect something I was saying and needed to make sure the light bulb wasn't giving it away, I would just play really close to it a file that just went, F- you, you're not listening into my conversation, just on repeat. So they go, oh, my God, we've got it, we've got it. And then they go into the computer system. They're like, oh. oh, come on. Yeah, or just turn the light bulb off. That would be easy to know the the um, Do candles love- do the same? Let's go back to the 1800s way of doing it. Let's just get I'd some candles involved. i love
1: to know involved. the reliability of this as well you know like are they getting every word bang on or are they just picking up like keywords like you know they could be the person could be talking about a you know a terrorist attack that's going to be happening on new york but they're getting back something completely opposite about where they're going for dinner and they're like completely off not on topic
2: suddenly halfway halfway through a really important sentence it just starts talking about i don't know watermelons or something yeah, like, yeah do you know what i mean
1: It's like how how reliable is that very impressive again another thing science blows your mind that is honestly incredible if that is actually a thing which it seems to be but how reliable is yeah, that is another like, thing and like if they're talking about maybe the bombs by the sea
0: hang on my my light bulb vibration detection method is saying that they're having kfc for christmas i think i think that's what they're having
1: so dan is it uh, you uh, of course you won't have maybe found this out but i'm assuming when you look at a light bulb when it's off that like bit that's in it that of course the light comes off the filament yeah it's that 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 is what's flickering is is that what they detect like what, what they're detecting words like the and like they're able to know what people are saying mental
0: So they look at it and they run, they kind of record the way it vibrates. I'm not sure if that's the light or if it's the actual glass of the bulb. And then that that gets transferred into a digital signal, much like what the microphones that we're using right now are doing. And then the computers, you turn that digital signal into a noise, which you can hear. So then you get kind of a muffled version of the conversation. Shut your curtains, turn the light off. That's probably, you don't need to put like these. Have the conversations in the day. Yeah, you don't need to, like, put, exactly, yeah. Yeah,
2: don't do all your spy work at night, mate.
0: You don't need all this random. I know that night's noise. like yeah. the
2: most, like, you know, uh, the, the the most spy time is at night, isn't it? All the all the spy stuff always happens at night. You never you never see spies working during the day, do you? It's always at night. But still, always at night. Maybe, maybe that's a tip for the bad guys. If you've got any bad guys listening, do it during the day, close your curtains, turn your lights off. Who would make the worst spy out of us three? I think it depends what the spying is. I mean, I am the most inconspicuous. Yeah, you are instantly forgettable. You've got ginger hair, though, which is an issue. Well, no, that's, that's my point. I have ginger hair, which means that people just recognise me and see me in spaces. Plus, I'm incredibly attractive, so people are drawn to look at me. So that for that, I wouldn't blend in but, quite so well. But as we've discussed
0: over the last few weeks, you wouldn't need a, a nom de plume. You wouldn't need a separate name because you could just go... Uh, hey, what's your name? What is your name, sir?
2: Oh, my name's Mark Heads. I've forgotten it already. I don't know. I've forgotten. <laughs> I've forgotten. I don't care. You bored me. I'm asleep. Maybe I am. Maybe I am a spy already.
1: No, but what's good about it, Mark, is you throw people. Like, for example, if you had somebody super dashing, you know, looks really good in a suit, blah blah blah. You'd you'd be, but you'd look and think, probably could be a spy if you're picking out of a bunch of people where there could be spies. But if you if you're there, just wearing your Hollis the crew neck. You know, you've got your glasses on, you're chilling. You wouldn't necessarily go, he's the spy. You'd think he's the technician.
0: Rocks up in the Miami Dolphins out with some Mickey Mouse slippers. You go, who's this? No, no, no. Sure, I mean, this ain't no 007. But, 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 can can we just up. say here no, that no, no, if there was finish, a
2: need me for me to wear a suit, obviously I'd wear a suit. Let but I, I don't, I'm sorry I don't suit up for Baffled. I'm sorry that no, I don't no, decide to no, no. oh, should good look thing. smart for Baffled. This is a
1: good thing. What I'm saying to you is, is your ability is undeniably good you would know what you're doing you'd be no 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 you'd be organized i feel like you'd know what you know you know your mission i'd be confused i'd be all over the place right fact number two connor what you got the remains of the inventor of the pringles
2: can are in a pringle can nice this is like the fact we had about the guy who invented frisbees who got put into a frisbee
1: Exactly. Very, very simple fact. Not much to it. Just absolutely loved it. And a little story that's behind it. So Frederick Bauer was the man responsible for creating the iconic Pringles can. That's why when he, what a name yes, as well. Don't, when he, don't need to know this, but go on. I mean, that, what a name. That's all I'm going to tell people. That's why, that's why when he passed away in 2008, his children honoured his wishes to be laid to rest in one. So they basically said, when my dad first raised the burial idea in the 1980s, he said he would love to go inside one of the cans. This is the best bit. So after his death, the children all together stopped by, to, stopped by a shop to buy a can of Pringles and had to decide on the flavor. That was the, that was the topic of conversation. And uh, they
2: went for the original. I about to say, do we earn the flavor original? It's yep, a bit of a original. boring way. Like, I mean, come on, at least, you know, smoky barbecue well, or sour cream and Original. Jive. I mean, come on.
1: Well, I went on. To, I went on to find out that original was obviously the first flavor they made, and that was the can that he originally designed. So that was the can that he went in, and he's now stored in a Pringles can. But of course, because I'm Connor, I read this completely wrong. I thought that his ashes have been sprinkled in the making of Pringle cans, so he's like distributed in Pringle cans globally. And I was like, well, that's pretty mental. But yes, yeah, so they store them in a Pringles can, which kind of makes sense, isn't it? If you if you create a storage of some sort and you die and you have ashes, you have to come in that storage, right? Well, I, I mean, it's it's not a coffin, it's crisps. No, but it's his ashes, isn't it? So it's the perfect... So it's so kind
2: of like, you know, some people have their gran in an urn on the mantelpiece. They've just yeah. got a pack of Pringles there. If someone comes around and goes, oh, I'm a little peckish, do you mind? Do not open that one. You yeah, cannot have a Pringle from that can. My granddad's under the stairs. Is he Harry Potter?
1: <laughs> maybe maybe but um, but yeah and then I saw a funny joke with this fact that made me chuckle I'd like to share it with you all it might make you there's laugh there's nothing I love said, more than, uh, to before a joke than a nice lead up like that ready ready this was brilliant this was brilliant it was a comment on the page it said what about if he was taller than a Pringle can
2: <laughs> well they didn't put his whole body in there did they well it just made me laugh he's like can you yeah I just it made me chuckle what is it? Are you thinking that, you know, they went and bought one of the snack varieties and they're yes, like, so... oh, bad news, guys. What size Brand are we going don't for?
1: Because do you remember like the tiny little lunchbox Pringles they once released? Mm. Yeah. Useless. Like you're not getting enough Pringle in your mouth. I like the big ones all in whole, right? But yeah. So basically what size can he going for? That's the question.
0: Right. Okay. Thank you for that. Mark, what's your second fact?
2: The first artificial Christmas tree was created out of goose feathers, that were dyed green. Oh, are we talking Prince
0: Albert? Was it? Was it King Albert? King Albert? Uh,
2: it was so. So well. So this is a this is a common misconception. So yes, Prince Albert bought Christmas trees over to the UK, but actually he bought them from Germany, where they were very big before that. So it was actually in Germany in the nineteenth century uh, is where the first artificial Christmas tree was developed, and it wasn't developed because people were like, oh. Don't want pine needles dropping. It was uh, purely because there was just major deforestation. They were running out of trees. So they went, well, let's just make some fake ones. So they created the first fake one in the 19th century in Germany and just dyed some goose feathers green and went, that looks enough like a tree.
1: Have you seen the uh, recent article that's just gone up online about the um, old lady who's had this who's had the same Christmas tree since 1932, you want to see the state of it. Every,
0: yeah, every year she cracks out with this. Her woman, this woman has got better PR, honestly, than, <laughs> you know, Conor McGregor. Like every time, every year, that's what dominates it. Oh, my Christmas tree. Yeah, I've, I've just Googled
2: older. and there's, one of them has come up from 2012, an article on this.
0: Is robe ever for a journalist. Oh, it's another year older. Yeah, I'm guessing it is because she still had it last year.
1: Yeah, it does not look good. I mean, she's obviously she's obviously sacrificing the magic of Christmas for this front page Daily Mail article every single year. Because I mean, that, that tree looks anemic. Every year they're paying her
2: less and less for the exclusive.
1: <laughs> yeah, not a good same, tree. Not same a good again, tree, to eight, Yeah,
2: all right, we'll give you fifty quid this time. Go on.
1: Yeah, can you imagine those like this little PR that Dan's talking about? If there's this woman and it's like comes around to December first, she's like right here we go then let's get it out there let's get some new photos of you a year older with f- tree
2: and let's just spread it around the world this tree looks like a twig with like a couple of do you remember like the um little uh oh, what are they called like 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 the little test tube cleaners you used to have which was like yeah yeah yeah, yeah it, it looks basically like looks me. like a few of those attached to a twig It literally looks like me before I hit puberty. Literally, that is me.
0: It's a a sink plunger with a few sticks coming out of it. I can't believe she's managed to fit all those baubles on it. Right, second fact of the show for me. Um, I have yet to quite figure out this one, how it works. But um, the newest discovered ring on Saturn could fit one billion Earths inside it.
1: Wow!
4: This
0: this is like you know the the asteroid belt fact the other day, Mark. Where you, you, if you go through it, you wouldn't get here. Well, it just it's the amount of space that's in this, in in these in Saturn's rings. They are absolutely massive. That's the fact. Talk amongst yourselves. Oh, you done? Yeah. How many rings has Saturn got? Uh, I, I think about forty-eight. So this is the newest found of the rings. It's amazing, isn't it, that they keep finding them? Really
2: the idea of they a just good keep looking facts. further and further out like small the idea of a good fact bigger, is where do we go with
0: the fact well i know the and idea. to be fair like, and i understand that and when i brought this to the table i thought look this is just something that's interesting that people know it's not going to lead to any discussion people might remember oh. it but to be okay. fair I, we had to do a
1: lot of legwork for the pringles fact
0: like where where, yeah. where does that go oh great this guy's done this brilliant
1: well the, 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 the idea for where the Pringles fact goes is is what size can. That was the that was the <laughs> ending. You know, we're discussing Again the can we've sizes. had to
0: do a lot of kind of shifting around here, a lot of dancing to get to that point.
1: No. I'm I'm under, I'm underplaying this. The fact that you can actually fit a billion of that inside so- is yeah, is absolutely mental. I mean that is huge. Huge. I mean how but how big's Earth? What I mean? How big is it? It's as, I,
0: it's as, I as would say as, Earth fits one Earth. Yeah, yeah, it's as big as one world's. Um, the winds around Saturn's atmosphere. Again, if you're listening to this, there's not going to be any humorous chat in this bit of information, but it's pretty interesting. The winds. So
1: pull your chair in, grab a cup of tea, because you're in for a ride.
0: Settle like yourself. That plus Thirty second button. Settle yourself. Settle yourself down. Merry Christmas from us at Baffled. The winds around the upper atmosphere can reach over a thousand miles an hour. Come on. Come on, it's 75,000 miles uh, wide. Come on, come on.
1: I mean, come on, Connor. Mark, Mark, are you like in my mind right now the same as I'm in your? I mean, I've got 62 moons.
2: Dan said numbers and I forgot it as instantly as people forget my name. It's got 62 moons.
1: 62? Dan, you're a bit greedy. you're now at a point, mate, and, and I'm just... But you're sort of, like, saying these things, and I don't know if we're digesting them anymore. You're, like, 62 moons, you're, like, winds, and I'm, you know...
0: The first spacecraft to reach Saturn. it was Pioneer 11 oh, back in do. 1979. Oh, please all I've ever
2: wanted.
0: Yeah, back, back in 1979, Pioneer 7. You're still listening.
2: You let good. me... Um, let let me ask you this, Dan. How did they find the new ring? Like, how haven't they found it before?
1: St. Gollum.
0: Yeah, great. Okay is that that's where we've ended up uh, of, of all the heavy lifting that we've had to do in the past for some of your facts that's what you've gone, gone for a lord of the rings pun listen the joy of being the host of the show is if I wanted I could just s- s- spew out satin facts for my uh, for the rest of the show but you know what
1: because oh, it's Mark, Christmas. an half play on this host of the show. Because Christmas, honestly, I'm not going to do it to Dan, you. Dan, let's just say, mate, if you had a sore throat and you was missed for an episode, either of us folk could pick it up. It's hardly like you, Bruce Forsyth. Wife Hang now, on, mate. Right, so I don't. You're hosting a baffled episode every week d- and chatting about facts about Saturn rings. Hang on, right. I
0: don't want to. I don't want to pick on this because I think it's quite petty. But I noticed it earlier. Mark, have you noticed how Connor pronounces the word folk? No, he said it earlier. Folk, like like, really pronounces the L, and it just makes me chuckle. And you know, folk. Yeah, it just
2: really makes me laugh. And you, this is where we've got to from a Saturn. Fact. You
0: can do with that what you yeah. will. Merry Christmas, everyone.
3: They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: We all know how a Christmas carol begins, but you've never heard it like this. Marley was dead to begin with Dead as a doornail Now I don't know why a doornail They've never had any life to begin with But bottom line, Marley is dead A Christmas Carol, The Rude Retelling Read by Brian Harvey Listen to the uncensored version, out now Find it wherever you found this podcast Or go to podfollow.com slash scrooge Bah humbug
0: Right, after that sound chat, where, where how can we possibly
1: top that? I hear you asking. Connor is going to try. Absolutely topping that with a man once ate an entire aeroplane. Have that.
2: <laughs> what? Once ate an entire aeroplane. So, hang on. Are we talking about thing. when a mum, like, comes in and goes, here comes the aeroplane, yeah, with the food? Right.
1: Number one pun out the way, I was expecting that one. And number two, this isn't all the food that he's on a plane, because this is how it can be interpreted. It's not like he sat down for a flight and ate everything there. Hear me out. Take this in. It's mental. In 1978, a French man named Michel Lottidor began an unusual endeavor. He started eating a Chesnut 150 aeroplane. So, the Tito developed an unusual tolerance for eating dangerous objects when he was nine years old due to a condition known as Pika, which leads to an appetite for non nutritive, nutritive, never seen that word
2: before.
1: Items. It took him two years to complete his metal filled mill. He finished consuming the last of the airplane in 1980. Look up this plane, okay? Go on Google right now, and every single person listening, and you both, to type in Chesna C E W S N A 150 airplane. He ate a lot. That is mental. Yeah,
0: and I've heard about this dude that eats the French. it's the French guy, isn't it, Monsieur? They call him like Monsieur
1: eats a lot or something in English. That's it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Monsieur his Monsieur. Name, too.
1: His actual name is Michel Letido, which actually sounds pretty like really nice. Dessert
0: ragged on you i mean it's standard baffled i know i've ragged on you a little bit con but i reckon it, when you were a kid i reckon you dylan i reckon you were the type of kid who would just eat stuff just like
1: eat, and, eat, and, oh. eat
0: anything that comes near just like crap off the floor baubles off the tree
1: you'd be eating that no, no no do you know what i was actually a bit of a surprise like in a way of everything you'd imagine me to be i was like almost the opposite like whenever you had pe day at school all the kids would walk out with all their uh, stuff on back to front and shoes on the wrong feet apparently I just come out every day looking completely perfect as if I'd started the day again my mum addressed dressed me I was a very very sensible young lad I don't know what went wrong but please can we not put away from this fact and just appreciate what this guy is actually putting inside him like
2: surely this isn't good at what point do you realise you can do this I'll tell you what my IBS would be pinging oh
0: <laughs> 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 what's that oh it's a roster blade oh yeah oh. what's that I mean, the landing I'm, I'm, gear
2: I'm, imagine squeezing out a wing also you know how like when you have steak you have a steak knife because it's easier to cut do you just have to have like a fork and a set of pliers or something for this or like <laughs> yeah a, or
1: like, like a WD, metal saw wd 40 to wash it down instead of a cup of water i um, I, i'm mark again i don't know so it's at with that question of how do you know that you can blah, blah blah blah, it's an actual disease. It's a condition known as PICA, which I believe is pronounced "pica." Is that right? Pica, pica. And it's it's, a, it's actually a um it's actually a what's so he's saying that he's got a condition, which means he has to eat planes. No, no, no. So the condition itself is what leads you to have an appetite for non then that word nutrition items or whatever. So it leads you to is it a mental disorder?
2: Eating.
1: I wouldn't know. I, I, it may well be. I don't know if it's internal. I don't know if it's a mind thing. But, sh- but surely there's a difference eat-
2: between wanting to do it and actually being able to do it.
1: So well, no, not you' must this. have
2: like a super thick... Well, you can
1: kind of eat anything, can't you? It's, it hasn't said anything here about his illness and what he had afterwards or whether he died young. Like, but like, you, could, like, you, you, could you wouldn't eat anything. a shard
2: of glass because it would rip you no, to pieces you, inside.
1: But if you fancy it... Doesn't mean it's good for you. Well, of course. I might fancy going and drinking yeah. cyanide. Mark, it doesn't mean I, I can. Mark, not mark there's not one point in this fact where i thought he was getting his five a day his b12 <laughs> <laughs> like i definitely didn't think that he was getting that
0: apparently it's a it's a maybe something we should not make too light of it's a compulsive eating disorder so it is a prob- it is um you know an eating disorder a, a a mental disorder can you say that anyway uh, where you have to eat non food items where you just you have a compulsion to eat like dirt clay and paint
1: Crazy, crazy. I mean, that is obviously terrifying and to live with as well must be absolutely horrendous. But to lead you to also eat a plane as well, like the size of these things, they're not small, you know? And there's pictures of him actually holding parts of the engine of the plane. Just by
2: can, can you, can you imagine it. that announcement across the uh, airport uh, forecourt? Uh, we regret to inform passengers of Ryanair Flight 752 that your plane has been digested by a man. We, yeah. we will find a replacement plane, but for now, please sit tight and here are some vouchers. Right, uh, Mark, your third and final fact. In the Netherlands, Sinterklaas, which is the Dutch version of Santa Claus, does not arrive from the North Pole. Anyone want to guess where Sinterklaas lives? The where? South Pole. Spain. <laughs> Great. Well, that's not the odds. Yeah, just because. Uh, he also doesn't have hardworking elves. He has little boys and girls uh, who will steal your kids if they misbehave and then take them back to Spain. Because apparently, according to the Dutch, that's a severe punishment. there would be brick kids everywhere going, oh, yeah, get me Lanzarote, mate. i oh, what a f- Love that one! Oh yeah, go on! I'll be a bad boy. Take me down to Magelluf. But no, in du- in uh, in Holland, it's not a good thing. So Santa class comes from Spain, which is where naughty kids will be stolen and taken if they're bad through the year.
0: Why does wow. Why does the nicest guy live in the, the worst place? Then why is like well, I want to visit Lapland in the North Pole because of Father Christmas. Why would you Why would you stick
2: Santa in somewhere that's meant to be horrible? I don't really know. Also, Santa's wearing a lot of clothes. To Spain. Spain is hot.
0: Yeah, it's going to be sweating in, in there. Uh...
2: That being is hard work in Spain, isn't it? It's not really all about a white Christmas when Santa lives in Spain, is it? It's about no. sangria by the beach in Iceland. Exactly in Iceland, um, I think there
0: are maybe twelve or thirteen. We're talking
2: the shop or the country?
0: Uh, country. I think there are like twelve or thirteen Santas, and they've all got really bizarre names. It's like meat liquor. No, I think it's meat to hooker or door liquor and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, I think it's one of those kinds of naming countries. I think you're right. I think it is Iceland. And once again, they have like one who will, who is like the naughty one that will steal you away if you're naughty What's or something. This? What's this about? It's not what
0: you need in the happiest time of the year. Right. Speaking of happy times and this time of the year, it's time for my third fact. Um... I think that this is a fact that you probably know, but it just kind of needs to be told every now and then so you can remind yourself. Old Mariah Queen Carey earns about half a million quid a year from All I Want for Christmas is You. It's now number one in the UK. Yeah, it's because some, some do... For like the first time as well. Yes, mm. some, someone's trying to make it, aren't they? Um, there's a campaign going on. Uh, yeah, she, she makes, she's made about 60 million quid since it's been out. It's too much money for one song it? Too is that an money. original tune is that her tune or is that a cover no it's it's a cover of um uh, an old song by an old christmas hymn by mozart
4: are you winding I me up you don't
1: lie. that um that is i, I, I believe think, it is an original i think there's always <laughs> again we did speak about this on the podcast that we've done about christmas but there is always certain, all i want for christmas Equally. But there is, yeah, she's going to get paid for that. There is a, uh, there is things at Christmas that, you know, instantly ignite festivities like Michael Bublé, King of Christmas, that one album. I think he's overrated it, at Christmas.
0: People, he is overrated at Christmas.
1: For a lot of people, it, you know, it, it marks Christmas. You can understand why this tune is so successful. You know, Mariah Carey fan or not, the minute you hear it, no matter where you are, you're feeling,
2: festive. You're right. feeling if Mar- festive. If Mariah is making this much money without having to do anything every Christmas, why are more people not bringing out Christmas songs? Because it's hard to
1: make a good Christmas song. Like people have, not that I would know, but people have spoke about this. Like lots of musicians. I remember like Cliff Richard of all people, but he was, he was doing an interview and he said one of the hardest types of songs to make is a christmas tune you think about how hard that must be to, you've got to tick so many boxes you've got to get festivity everyone's got to feel in the mood you know it's got to have good lyrics it's got to be family friendly it's hard to get a good christmas song that's probably why there's not that many is that there, there's not really that many christmas tunes that are really good isn't there it's probably like a top 20 yeah there is and then but then when a
0: new one comes out and it is great like by the way, the new Matt Lucas Christmas song. I don't know if you've heard that all around the world, but it's an absolute banger here in the UK. It's incredible. Well, as is the new Megan Trainor one, by the way. Listen, I'm, 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 getting, yeah. I'm getting off topic. But uh, imagine if you were Mariah Carey, and she I think she did co-write this, and you did not write this song, but it was the most played. You ain't earning much money out of that at all. It's PRS okay. all goes to the writers. You'd be absolutely fuming. Noddy Holder from Slade, who did... You know, it's Christmas. That one, um, yeah. He he loves it. This, it he keep, he says it's his pension that song because every every year he gets like a quarter of a million quid in his bank account. Oh, fantastic. See you
1: later. That um, oh, what's it called? All I want for Christmas is you. Yeah, Mar- Mariah Carey. When you okay, so I've just got it up. When you think about it, it's possibly. The most simplest and easiest of songs when it comes to lyrics ever. And it's so successful. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need.
2: I don't care about the presents. It's turning into a dramatic need. reading.
1: But, but when, when you actually
2: look at the lyrics, <laughs> it's hardly like a work of art. It just works so well. It just is so easy. S- sounds like you're saying that you could write a better Christmas song, Connor. Is that what you're saying? I, really?
1: can't, I can't. I couldn't. But when you think about it, it goes to show that it isn't actually that difficult if you have the ability to do it. She's
2: literally just talking about <laughs> Christmas. I just- you've said a lot of stupid things on this podcast, but it's not that difficult if you have the ability to do it. It's potentially up there with one of the most ridiculous things you've ever said. Look, ready? I don't need to hang my stock
1: in. Boys, where do stockings go? They're upon yeah, the fireplace. On the yeah. There we go. You know, you pretty run, obvious. What do you rhyme with? Santa Claus. Santa Claus won't. Santa Claus won't make me happy. What does Santa deliver? Toys. With a toy on Christmas Day. Simple. Yeah. But then again, but you also. Then you might have like. You also. Well, no, but then you probably have like a, a rap version or like a Zayn Malik version, and they would look at this and try and make it a bit more. So it'd be like, I don't care about the presents, in the G wagon. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Bit, that's
0: what, that's <laughs> what you come up with. Yeah. You have not got that easy ability, but you also. You know, jin- jin- think of jingle bells, Connor. Jingle bells, jingle bush, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride! Jingle bells, more. Right, there we go. Before we literally recite every Christmas song to-, to you, I think we should probably skate on out of here. Listen, we've got one more episode for you before Christmas. Uh, and we've used all our Christmas facts today. So who knows what we're going to do? Who knows? Probably Easter facts. Yeah. All next week. Hey, come in next week to hear what they call Santa Claus in Sweden. That's probably where we'll get to next year. <laughs> and, we, and we'll find out how much Michael Bublé makes every year. Uh, been a busy baffle this week. What have we learned? Well, uh, if you want to know what someone's really talking about, get them a good, good, good light bulb. Uh, also, we've already got our New Year's resolution for 2021. Wait and see how we get on with the quickest flight ever. Uh, and also, it's Kentucky for Christmas at the Connor household. Uh, we'll say goodbye. Before we do go very quickly, yeah, make sure you listen to that other podcast that all three of us feature on. If, if you just can't get enough of the Baffled Boys, it's All I Want for Christmas. Is that what it's called? Yeah, All I Want for Christmas. All I Want for
2: Christmas, oh, yeah. But oh yeah. just so. Because what we've cleverly done is we've gone, people are going to search for that on Spotify. The podcast will show up at the same time. Yeah, you,
1: do you know what I love as well? Do better you know than I love?
2: KFC, Kentucky for Christmas.
1: Mark, Mark Mark hosts it so he's sitting there he's like all I want for Christmas <laughs> yourself over to my podcast finally in the big check God, give us a listen find that wherever you're listening to this show
0: um, also still in the market for baffled badges if you want to get an early Christmas present that will probably turn up kind of June next year I reckon let us know it's info for early, baffled pod early podcast. for
2: 2021
0: <laughs> Info for a baffled pod if you live on one of those random Scottish islands as well who knows maybe we can just fly over to you it doesn't take us too long and we'll see you next week say goodbye Connor
1: Uh, Goodbye. And just before I shoot, Mark, quick question. Are you now going to put in your bio on Instagram, one out of one, all I want for Christmas? (laughs) You know it. You know it. (laughs) Uh, Say goodbye, Mark.
0: See you later. I've already forgotten who he is, and I will see you soon. (laughs) Bye now.
3: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.